SEO is AEO, welcome to the show, Regine Leroux. That's fabulous, thank you very much. <laughs> that, that's the theme tune. Now we're going to ask a few questions about you before we start talking about reputation matters. Your name, very French. It's French, but it's pronounced Regin, which is the Afrikaans version. Ah, okay. So I am Afrikaans. But and what about Leroux? That is French, but that's actually also a very Afrikaans surname in South Africa. So, okay, I was completely wrong. Brilliant stuff. Um, I also read that you like the phrase, always tell the truth, you can't remember a lie. Love it, absolutely. That's, Why? Well, firstly, it's my partner Mark's mantra. Ah. And also, when we manage reputations, and if you're going to be lying, you're never going to remember your lie. And you're then just going to get even more down the rabbit hole. And tell the truth, it's going to sting for a while, but people will forgive you a lot easier than if you continue with that life. Oh, I like that. So that, that's good both for business and for personal lives. Uh, definitely. Tell the truth, get, get, the, the, get the wound out there, and it will heal quicker because it won't fester. That was the word I was like, fester. Absolutely, because I think if you have a look at, let's take somebody like Lance Armstrong. He continuously light for so long and if he had just come clean so much quicker we would have forgiven him so much quicker but I read I heard you, uh, have you forgiven him <laughs> you said so much quicker that implies you've forgiven him I haven't I will tell you I'm joking <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one I, I think the man has been through a lot yeah he has paid I, I, I heard somewhere the other day and I speak under correction something to the tune of seven, 17 million US dollars okay. to try and fix his reputation. And you just said that you actually haven't, in inverted commas, haven't forgiven him. And so many other people haven't either because of the, how he's brought the whole cycling world into disrepute. So if sure. he had actually just come clean so much quicker, he could have done so much more with that money. <laughs> and the time as well. I mean, Absolutely. Um, I, I, I heard the phrase, I think it's something that never be late for a meeting with me because time is the only thing you can never give me back. Absolutely. Uh, which, which I really like the idea of, but then people are late all the time and I go, don't matter. Um, I, I, I think I heard that and then I decided whenever somebody's late, I'm going to figure out a way to use my time usefully waiting for them. No, then I don't get pissed off, uh, annoyed, sorry. I love that. I also read some, I've heard something, um, you need to be at least five minutes before meeting is, is on time. On time is late and late is unacceptable. Brilliant, okay, very good. Um, but quickly before we start talking about reputation properly, now we've mentioned Lance Armstrong and his awful, awful reputation that has still not recovered for some of us. Uh, you've got a knowledge panel uh, in Google. When you type your name in, you get your knowledge panel and that's thanks to your book, which is called Reputation Matters, something, 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 and something else, what was it? The building blocks to building reputable businesses that people and businesses want to do business with. Brilliant. The reason I didn't say the whole title is because I couldn't remember it because it was so terribly long. But the impressive thing is you've got your knowledge panel. You didn't know that? I did not know that. I was no, wondering about that when I saw your talk earlier. Well, I was talking about springboards and a lot of people have used books as a springboard. Um, I used a blue dog and a, and a double base. You used, without knowing it, the, the book as a springboard. And that's built. So now we're going to talk about reputation. What's your reputation like? We do measure our reputation I annually. Thought you might. <laughs> we have to practice what we preach, and we also need to understand what our clients go through. And that's why we can also say with authority and understand that space that clients are in, 
it's it's daunting. It's daunting to put yourself out there and to ask other people what do you think of me. Yeah. Because you want to to be the best, to do the best, and you don't really want to be told that you're not doing things as well as you want. You could be doing it. Um, so it is. It's it's a learning for us every time from two sides in terms of what is our service delivery for the different stakeholders, mm -hmm. but also how can we continuously improve our, our service offering? How can we make this research as painless as possible? Mm -hmm. So we have it at such a point where so many people, our corporate clients say to us, sure, that was such a painless exercise, thank you. Yeah, um, and okay. that's what we want to do, because I think often when people think and hear reputation, research, or they hear research specifically, they think it's this long, drawn-out exercise and it's going to take months and it's going to be such, such a painful thing. But we've got this wonderful yeah. methodology that really makes it Okay, no, 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 so you say methodology. I mean, when, when I looked at your website with its tel, mm -hmm. 10 building blocks and I looked at all the, the blocks, I thought, oh, this is going to be really long and it's going to take ages and ages and it's going to cost a fortune. And this whole kind of measuring corporate reputation is this kind of big deal that, that, that I just would never get involved in. And that's not true, is it? Uh, definitely not. And I think you also touched on a big thing where people think it's an expensive exercise. It's, as I mentioned earlier with the Lance example, it's a lot more expensive to try and rectify and to improve your reputation. So rather invest a little bit in your, the, uh, in your reputation now to understand what's going on and where to start. Because when you're building your reputation, there are so many elements and so many variables. Ten, if I understand correctly. <laughs> yeah, you understand correctly. <laughs> And it helps you because you can't do everything for everyone and you can't possibly focus on everything. So it helps you to identify what are the absolute critical areas that we need to be focusing on right now. Mm. And we often find the other things can kind of fall into place as well. So it's kind of domino effect. So, I mean, you identify where you need to start by which, hang on, what are the, the blocks, the themes that has the lowest score, you start with that and you try and build that up and it will tend to have an effect yep. on all the rest of it. Absolutely. And, and, um, Quickly uh, about offline and online. I mean, I'm terribly, terribly online, and you started talking. I thought, oh, this is all going to be offline. Um, mm -hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to sound terribly bored, but <laughs> I, I was going. Mm, yeah. But in fact, the more you talked about it, the more I realised that the, the two are now completely dissociable. They're, mm -hmm. You can't do one without the other. Any company that has an mm -hmm. offline reputation has an online reputation too. How, how does that sound? Absolutely, and you actually have to use the offline to your benefit to be noticeable and greater awareness online as well and you can use that to help you to get online as well but companies aren't often aware how to start um, yeah i mean i kind of a lot of the people i talk to because i'm on terribly online i'm thinking online 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 get contact them online and in fact the offline stuff which is something i never look at is something that is important because whether we ask them to or not it, it naturally moves online because the online world is so prevalent there Absolutely. It, yes and no. Yes, we, we need those online recommendations. They're absolutely key. And I love what you also said. It's about getting everybody to in, endorse you because the more people endorse, the, the more it gets picked up. But it doesn't help if people endorse you, but then the way that you conduct yourself on a one-on-one -on -one yeah. basis um, or with your suppliers or the way that you walk your talk, uh, speaking to to, to the waiter for argument's sake, mm. um, that's also going to impact how you are viewed as an individual mm -hmm. and that's going to impact. So it's not necessarily going to be on, online, mm. but it is not going to be authentic in terms of the way that you represent yourself then.
Sure. I mean, and so I, we talk a lot about reviews and customer reviews, but you're also saying treat your suppliers well, uh, treat everybody you do business. And you were talking about stakeholders. Now, how many? There were ten themes, and how many stakeholders? For that specific example, I used okay. there were ten. Generally, we find um, the main stakeholders that we highly recommend are employees because mm -hmm. that's actually where your reputation starts. Yeah, I, I have. Sorry, I took to cut sure. in there. Glassdoor, which is a, an employee review platform. Yeah. Everybody has a, a, a low score on that, and everybody tries to ignore it. Sure. Instead of yeah. saying, actually, I'm not treating my employees the way that I would treat my customers. So, <laughs> go ahead. Sir. Absolutely. So, so employees. That's that's where it starts, and. and it is sad when people don't take that to heart because it is where your reputation starts. Mm. Your employees, they speak to other people mm. during weekends, over holidays, and people are more likely to believe what your employees have to say about you offline mm. than reading a nice um, billboard or article or website yeah. or blog, a yeah. fluff piece. Sure, okay. Um, and I, I like that as well. What people say about you offline is, I mean, once again, as online people, we kind of forget that people actually talk to each other. <laughs> Absolutely. And that we can't track it or see it. Sorry, definitely. guys, and that's, that's where you're coming from, yeah, which is great. Yeah, definitely. Then we look at customers, obviously. That's a big, without customers, they need, they need to buy your products. They need to yep. understand that it's a reputable company. And then there's suppliers, um, if, there's a if it's a membership-based organization, there's members, there's unions. So it's whoever's specific for that organization. We, we don't recommend too many stakeholders. We do the main ones so that we know where to start as well with, with the whole communication. And sometimes the recommendations aren't necessarily just communication-based. It could be organization, a restructuring. A company might actually be actually going through a really interesting restructuring of an organization at the moment, how to, to um, do things differently. And that's got nothing to do with the way that they're communicating online or offline. Yeah, okay. And earlier on, I, I, I mentioned to you that I'm measuring reputation, but I'm taking the point of view of saying, well, because I come from the SEO world, I'm pinging brand SERPs, bringing them in, and analyzing the rich elements in those to indicate confidence in the information, confidence in what Google is communicating, and the sentiment of what it's pulling up. If it's putting up negative sentiment, it means that it sees the world as seeing you as being without a good reputation. Um, and you said that's just one aspect. Indeed, it, it is. Um, and we would see that as the external communication, the external dialogue okay. side of things, the online mm -hmm. side. So the other elements are, what are your employees saying to each other? Do you have, the, what, what is your, your vision? How fluent are your um, stakeholders in knowing exactly what it is that you do? So, so those are, that's where those other elements come into play because that, that seeps into the online space as well. Okay. And they, that, that's also where we then identify the gaps because yeah. um, not everybody would be fluent in every aspect of the business. No, sure, I mean, brilliant. I, mean, I, I, was, I was looking at it thinking, wow, you know, I found the, the, the solution to this measurement problem, and in fact, uh, it's only a part of it. But I do measure um, employee reviews as well uh, in, in that idea of saying, okay, we're looking at the customers, we're looking at prospects, we're looking at journalists, perhaps, we're looking at investors. What are they seeing? I mean, this, this is what I'm interested in. Um, and I'd completely forgotten about the aspect, what are they hearing in the real world? Um, so we have 10 themes, we have number of stakeholders which can be five, six, seven, depending on the company. Mm -hmm. Yip asked earlier on, who was presenting your, your talk, where's the sp sweet spot? I thought that was a great question, so Absolutely. you're going to tell me now, where's the sweet spot? It's, it's a measurement out of 100. Absolutely. 
So we, do, we, we have a weighting for each one of those 10 various elements. And the standard deviation, or the benchmark, currently is 77% for the overall reputation. Okay. So if we can aim for 80, anything between 77 and 80, that, that would be the sweet spot. Obviously, it's close to 100. Mm -hmm. We should all aim for, for improving. But that's also an important aspect, is to, to have that base in place that each year we have a look at how can we improve? Are we on track mm. and not, not move backwards? <laughs> so that even if your score is 68, mm. what can we do to get it to 70? So, so it's working with individual corporates as well. Yeah, I like that idea as well. I mean, I was looking at domain authority, which is what Moz measures. Uh, you're measuring um, reputation. I was measuring reputation in my manner. And the question is not so much, is my measurement accurate, but is it comparable with itself? either against the competition or against myself from last year or last week or last month, whatever it might be. So the usefulness of saying, okay, I've got 60, doesn't mean anything in itself, but if my uh, competitor's got 70, I need to be working up towards that. Absolutely. And, and that's what we do. We compare that, and that's also where we know that's a very reliable tool, the consistency mm. of it, where we see that it's not like one year the company's 50%, the next year it's 80, and then it's 65 the increments are, are consistent. Ooh, I've so. got another question. Yeah. Do you find that when your clients fail to act on their, what you were calling New Year's resolutions about getting mm -hmm. fit, um, that their reputation score goes down through lack of activity and the idea that you will just maintain your reputation when you don't do anything is completely false? It is totally false. Good. <laughs> you have to actively manage it. And you have to actively do something to get fit and the fitter you are, the healthier you are. And it also makes you, and this is actually something I forgot to mention, it makes you more resilient mm. to a crisis situation. So if you are fit, you are more unlikely to hurt yourself. So if you're going to try and run a marathon without practicing, you're gonna do a load of damage. The same with the reputation. If you don't get fit with your reputation, then if, there's, if when the purple hits the fan, it's gonna be a lot more difficult to try and recuperate from that than if you've actually monitored, measured, actively working on it to keep yourself fit. Yeah. Question then, mm -hmm. is that I mean, proactive reputation mm -hmm. management? Is there another word for it? I was saying proactive and I think it's yeah. the wrong word. I don't think you're wrong. I think you, you've, you're actually spot on. Oh. And I'm glad that you've mentioned that because that's really important because crisis management is reactive. Okay. It's already happened. We now need to bring in loads of money to try and fix the situation. Reputation management needs, is proactive because you can proactively kind of see what's happening. What, where are our gaps? What mm. do we need to, what are our risk areas? And then you can actually manage that a lot better. Yeah, I mean, well, when I talk to clients uh, and I, I say, okay, let, let's look at your reputation. I type their brand into, the, into Google and I look at it and it looks okay. Uh, they go, well, it's good then. Uh, and it's, it's very difficult to convince them and say, well, actually, let's say you've got your 70%, we could be 80, uh, we could be at 90, we could get, we could get the whole thing is your brand message. Every single result is your brand message. It's all positive sentiment and we've got all the rich elements we want and there we're hitting 100. Very difficult to convince them to actually think about it now before there's a crisis. How do you do that? One of the things I mentioned um, earlier, and I think this is, this is something I'm going to continue advocating because I think it's so important, is to share your reputation score. So it's all good and well to really? say to, yeah. Ooh, transparency, you said. <laughs> transparency. Yeah. It's absolutely key because companies, people want to do business with companies that are transparent, that are reputable. 
because by association it impacts your reputation. Because if you can share your score, companies might not want to, but it's also kind of gives you bragging rights. Because if you have a really good reputation, then you want to let people know my reputation is 80, 90 percent. Mm -hmm. And it's going to make people wonder the, or just confirm that they should be doing business with your organization. And there's a link, there is a definite link with the, a good reputation and a company's bottom line. Because if you've got a good reputation, people want to be associated with you, they want to buy your products, your services, which is obviously going to impact the, the money that gets invested into your organization yeah. and then impact that bottom line that you can then use to up, skill, um, uplift the employees, give back to the um, communities. It's just a win-win. Same can be said when your reputation's Rubbish. In a shambles, yeah. In a shambles, <laughs> lovely, lovely term. So, I mean, you, you've got uh, these companies that put their heads in the sand, like ostriches, which yes. are Australian, not South African. They are South African. Oh, they are too. Jolly good. Oh, are they Australian as well? Or I think African? they might be. Jolly good. So, we've got South African ostriches with their head in the, in the sand and European ones too. Yeah. Just as terrible. Do you have a lot of European clients. Are they, are they, have they got a similar approach to this where they're kind of pretending it doesn't exist? We have more clients in Africa, mm -hmm. um, not that many in Europe yet, <laughs> um, but I do think it is, it's, it's this conundrum that we, we get faced with, because we work with agencies across the world and they're also faced with this, is the conundrum is on the one hand, they don't want to measure it because they know that there's an issue. And we also actually recommend don't do research if you've just gone through a crisis. You've got to ma manage that first. Okay, brilliant. But on the other hand, you have those that think that they are brilliant. We are really so good. We don't need to measure it. Mm -hmm. so, so they are less like ostriches. And it's, it is that whole thing of putting yourself out there to be told that you're doing things wrong. As a, as a leader, as a CEO, you don't want to, you, you think that you're doing the best you, you, you possibly can. And there's, um, you don't want to, to be seen as not doing that's yep. right. So that is when you get the ostrich effect of just continue as we are. Well, no, I suppose the, 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 the CEO, the bosses of the company are saying, if, if we have a bad reputation, reflects badly on me, uh, I can't share that, my employees won't respect me anymore, and my customers are going are gonna to hate me and, and go away, rather than Absolutely. say, there is a problem, we need to address it, and mm -hmm. my role as CEO or whatever it is, is to address that problem, find ways to address it. So we call the legend the wall, and she comes around and... Sort it all out. Is that what you do? Do you actually sort it out or do you just advise? We give recommendations. So once we've got our dashboard in place and we've identified where there's specific issues, we give recommendations of what you need to do and what we highly recommend you consider implementing. Mm -hmm. We're not implementers. So we work with partners across the globe who then actually take the results, the recommendations, and they will do the operational implementation. And then Super. we'll come in 12 months later to see whether and, it and has And you do a year-on-year year measurement over, over yeah. time and, and ensure that it keeps going forward because you bully them into following their New Year's re resolutions of getting fit, We it? urge them. We urge, urge. them. Encourage, we urge? Encourage, Push, yes. bully? <laughs> no. <laughs> so I think now we both agree uh, looking at your reputation, uh, proactively managing it is incredibly important because when whatever it was you said earlier on hits the fun. The pawpaw. The pawpaw? Yeah. Is the, that South African? It might be. The pawpaw, is that the fruit? Yeah, the fruit. The oh, right, okay. The yeah. pawpaw hits the fan. Brilliant. I'm yes. going to be using that from now on because I knew a different version <laughs> yes. of that. Um, 
when the pool pour hits the fan, it's too late and it's going to cost you a fortune. And if you've already managed it, uh, the pour pour hitting the fan will create, I'm, I'm going to keep saying, <laughs> is going to create less of a mess. Exactly. Brilliant. Exactly. Reputation matters. Régine Leroux. SEO is AEO. Thank you, Régine. Pleasure. Thank you.